the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you in the Hill Country Patriot. I'm telling you what, it's gorgeous out there um, this morning. Beautiful day. Got me a box of peaches yesterday. Had a, a great visit with my nephew. Uh, came down. I still haven't found out if he bought himself a hat. He was going to go by that uh, hat company on uh, Main Street before he left town. And uh, we'll see. I'll have to find out from him if he got a hat. But uh, we got... Man, we've got a packed program for you today. I've uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Raul Reyes, um, who is uh, one of our uh, border experts these days and is going to be part of the presentation not only this Saturday in Hondo, but the following Sunday in Pleasanton. And so uh, we've got uh, more border information than you can uh, shake a, a wall at. So uh, we're going to come back with uh, Lieutenant Raul Reyes uh, in uh, the second quarter today. But right now, I have my on the line with me, my good friend and uh, the supporter of this program, and that would be Jody Gould and uh, with the Tejas Smoke Depot. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Matt. Man, it's good to hear from you today. Uh, Jody is calling in from an undisclosed location this morning, and uh, so we're, we're just going to keep it at that. And uh, but uh, you're probably you think you're going to be back in uh, back into your uh, shop today? Uh, yes, sir. I'm uh, actually getting out right now and sitting in the parking lot. There you um, go. That undisclosed location. So Dave must <laughs> have thrown Dave through your bail and and all is good to go, huh? <laughs> there you go. All right, so. Uh, Dave and Jody are the uh, owners, operators, proprietors of the Tejas Smoke Depot, which is, uh, the, the but man, the best place in the hill country to find any of your tobacco needs. They've got a walk-in humidor that is out of this world. Um, it is uh, great. It's a, it looks like a, like a tiny house. It's the size of a tiny house. Well, a tiny, tiny house. And I uh, love the smell in there. And I'm not even a cigar fan, but, boy, I love walking into that room and smelling it. And uh, But they have pipe tobacco, roll your own, all kinds of stuff there. Jody, what else? Uh, uh, what, tell us a little bit more about your business. Oh, well, you know, we have a, a, a wide variety of tobacco products, as you know, and fine cigars, uh, cigarettes, roll your own tobacco, snuff. Um, but one of the things I wanted to mention is, you know, we've got a lot of people out there that are trying to quit. Uh, I'm am a quitter, and um, uh, one of the new things on the market right now is little nicotine pouches. Huh. They're like the nicotine gum. They're not um, uh, smokable or vapable or anything. They're just a little pouch that has nicotine, and I guess I, they come in flavors. And, um, you know, you get them, I guess they come in strengths maybe, too. I'm not real familiar with them because they're brand new. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> but um, you, they, instead of smoking and to break that habit um you take this little pouch and to get through your nicotine and um you know i've had people looking for them for a while to 
get off of the nicotine and break that habit. So is that the new thing on the market right now? And, um, you know, and we've got a selection of a variety of flavors. So come and check those out. If you're considering getting off of the, off of tobacco, the the chew, you know, Uh and yeah. So, um, that's one of the new things on the market. And of course, you know, we have beer and wine and, and ice. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, bumper stickers, you know, a few different things that, you know, go along with, um, a little convenience items. Okay. And, uh, and, um, that's, that's about it. You know, of course, you know, we have a nice, um, good, uh, warm, friendly, um, atmosphere. Atmosphere. There you go. <laughs> Customer service is, is on top of the game. And just to make sure that everybody's clear, uh, uh, the undisclosed location is not jail. <laughs> okay, there you go. Jody did but not go to jail, <laughs> but she did get paroled. So, Jody, every week you do you do the um, uh, you uh, have a phrase that pays. Uh, that if you'll come in and say, "Hey, Jody, I heard this on the radio," and then repeat the phrase that pays, you will get a a uh, a special little discount and your name will be put in the hat for a monthly drawing and we're going to do that monthly drawing next week um so what is the phrase that pays for this week well this week's phrase since i've just been released from my undisclosed location is that freedom comes with a bill (laughs) freedom comes with a bill all right there you go freedom comes with a bill that that's your phrase that pays and um and if you'll go into the Tejas Smoke Depot, let's tell folks where it is where it's at. You're on the west end of Fredericksburg, so if you're uh, headed towards um, <clears throat> the west end of town, when you get to the Y, you go to the uh, junction side. You go to the left and uh, go down a little bit, and on your left is the Tejas Smoke Depot. And uh, no kids allowed in the store, so if you got your kids with you or dogs with you, uh, make sure you uh, go around the building in a counterclockwise manner and uh, pull up to the little window, and uh, they will gladly take care of any of your needs, including bringing a Dr. Pepper out for the kids. And uh, so uh, that's where you can find uh, Jody Gould. The phrase that pays this week is freedom comes with a bill. And um, anything else, Jody? Nope, that's, I think, going to cover about all of it, other than it is Freedom is a really good feeling. Yes, freedom is a really good feeling. All right. All right, folks. uh, To my uh, uh, not incarcerated friend, she did not. Let's be real clear. She was not incarcerated uh, by the local police or anything like that. Uh, So, folks, um, Jody, thank you so much for calling in, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll come around and visit with you soon. So we. All right. So, um, yeah, we've got uh, uh, about ready to get uh, Raul Reyes on the line here with us. We're going to talk about the border. I'll give you more details at the end of the program today. But there's more to talk about the border than we can even get done in an hour. And I told Harley uh, as he was leaving, I said, I need more time today. And he said, take that up with Lorraine. You can arm wrestle her for it. And uh, I I turned down that offer. Um, So we're going to... um, we're going to stick to my hour, but, boy, we've got a lot to pack in there. And uh, there's, there, like I said, we there's really so much, so many changes going on with the border. Then we have the insanity of what's happening with the Kung flu 
And then, of course, uh, we're still dealing with CRT. Listen, critical race theory, I'm about to have a major announcement on that, and um, I'll let you know in the next couple of days. But uh, I'm getting ready to make a pretty big move um, in the Hill Country on uh, the critical race theory stuff, and uh, you're going to need to stay tuned for that. By the way, you can now find our this program is going to be posted every day on Spotify. It is available on the hillcountrypatriot.com website as well as the app if you have an app for your phone. And, yes, the Hill Country Patriot has an app. We have our own app. And uh, so you can uh, download that. And uh, podcasts there stay for about a week, and uh, then they go off and hide behind the clouds somewhere. That's what I've been told, that they're in the clouds somewhere. And uh, then, uh, but I am now grabbing them off of our website and putting them onto Spotify so that they will stay longer on Spotify. And um, there you will be able to find them. I'm putting a brief description of each show. If you're so, if you're thinking, hey, I know he talked to Kyle Biederman last week, then you'll need to be able to go in there and scroll through and see the episode uh, with uh, Kyle Biederman in it or whoever else you wanted to talk to. So those are up on Spotify. Um, please go by and subscribe to The Matt Long Show at Spotify. Set your notifications, and then it'll sit you, send you a little ding uh, every day when the program is posted up there. And it's real easy to tell your friends it's on Spotify. A lot of people use Spotify. So that's where we're at right now. Folks, y'all stay tuned. When we get back, we're going to have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Raul Reyes on the phone with us. All right, folks, we are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show. Thank you so much for staying tuned and telling your friends about us. I have on the line with me uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Retired, uh, Mr. Raul Reyes, and uh, we have uh, been to several uh, border rallies and workshops over the last few months as well as uh, the Secret Squirrel meeting uh, last weekend and uh uh, Colonel Reyes was uh, one of the presenters at a number of these different things I've been to, and we've shook hands and visited a few times. And um, he is uh, he is one of our experts on what's happening on the border. So uh, welcome, uh, Colonel Reyes, to the Matt Long Show. Hey, Matt. Thanks a lot for having me this morning. Uh, hope everybody's doing fantastic. We're, uh, we're down here in South Texas watching everything that's happening and doing our best to inform and educate people. So I'm glad to be on your show. Thank you so much. Listen, we're, tell us, give us a little bit of a ba- your background. Why, why should uh, any of our listeners, uh, I don't know, believe or, or anything you have to say? Why, wh- what makes you an expert on uh, the border area and what's happening down there? Yeah, so a couple of things. We have uh, definitely have a lot of experience out here in the last, oh, two or three years. But, uh, you know, I spent 22 years in the Air Force because I'm a Spanish speaker from the city of Del Rio, which, by the way, is the epicenter. That's my hometown. Mm-hmm. So all things that are happening here lately are there. And uh, But I spoke Spanish growing up, and the Air Force sent me to Central and South America for the last 22 years. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was involved with uh, countering the illicit drug trafficking that uh, you know that occurred from Colombia, Venezuela, the 
you know, the Andean Ridge part of South America into into the states here and working with U.S. Southern Command and, of course, uh, Air Force South out of Arizona. Uh, all those coupled together with uh, back in 2018, we decided to run for Congress against Mr. Will Hurd, who, as you recall, Matt, back then we had a border problem as well. Right. And uh, Mr. Trump was trying to solve it. What I could see is we had a Republican on the border, a representative of ours in Congress that really wasn't interested in doing anything about it. And so in 2019, I jumped in against Mr. Will Hurd to primary him, and we ran on two issues. One was border security, which we need in District 23, and that's 800 miles that goes from El Paso all the way to uh, Eagle Pass and up to San Antonio. So it's the largest congressional district. So we learned a lot of things. We learned that there's uh, rhinos in the Republican Party that are working, that are working with Democrats to keep this border open. Now, by a mere seven votes, I lost my primary to the other rhino that was um, uh, endorsed by Heard. And so the question is, you know, what's my expertise? In the last, you know, 18 months, we have watched as, uh, you know, Mr. Trump lost the election, what I think is a fraudulent uh, election mm-hmm. uh, in five states. And then now you see this mass illegal invasion. Um, you know, a lot of folks say this is, uh, you know, this is a humane, uh, you know, uh, disaster, human disaster. Of large, well, it's been created by the Biden administration. So leave no room for doubt. We are blaming Biden on all of these things. And so myself and a few other folks like Frank Lopez, who is in Del Rio, I think you've met him as well. Oh, yeah. He's done some fantastic videos. You probably watch him. Uh, here daily. He's been down there tracking all of this. So together, he was my former, he's my former campaign manager. So we've just been front and center to all of this just disastrous event after disastrous event coming on board. And so we, we you know, we've got our finger on the pulse. Certainly, we, we, we don't know every little detail, but we're watching Mr. Abbott, you know, I don't know if you saw, he just put out an executive order. Yes, sir. And uh, so we're watching all those details. We don't need any more sleight of hands. We don't need any more political platitudes. We need some real action. It hasn't happened. Leave no room for doubt, folks. This is a disaster created by the Biden administration. So when, when, when that happens and the federal government has abdicated its responsibility of defending U.S. citizens, then every state governor is responsible for doing that. And, uh, Matt, I, I, don't, I don't have to tell you much, but I'm not very happy with uh, Greg Abbott right now. Boy, isn't that true? Listen, uh, I was at uh, in May. There was a uh, an event in Brackettville, and uh, most of the day was uh, a private meeting with law enforcement and judges and what have you. And uh, then they let some of us uh, uh, grassroots and uh, some other folks in uh, for the last couple of hours. And that's, uh, I believe, one of the uh, when I met you the first time. And we went to Del Rio, and you mentioned uh, Frank, and uh, Frank met up with us uh, in the morning, and he took us to some uh, spots where the Carrizo cane had been cleared out and, and, and uh, some places that were obviously uh, uh, makeshift uh, entry points into the United States. And uh, at the time, I, and this was only two months ago, we were told that Del Rio had historically not had a lot of traffic compared to other areas. In fact, uh, we got there on a Saturday, and we were told that Wednesday, the day, you know, a couple of days before, that actually for the first time they had uh, captured a thousand people crossing in one day. Now, I've been paying attention to Del Rio, and those numbers are Del Rio is now all of a sudden becoming an epicenter. Am 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 I interpreting that right? 
Uh, no, you're right on the money. And, uh, you know, if you remember back during the first invasions here, oh, a few years back, there was two main entry points. It was Juarez and El Paso, and then, of course, down there in Brownsville. Those were the epicenters back there. And if anybody knows anything about a little bit about football or any kind of running a strategic event, they were splitting the forces of BP, you know, Border Patrol and DHS into these large, big, different geographical areas. You know, it's, I don't know, 1,000 miles, maybe more, 1,200 miles between El Paso to Brownsville. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, this time around, you're correct. The epicenter is right there in Del Rio. And I think a lot of it has to do with everybody. Uh, there, there wasn't a lot of preparedness, at least on that part of the border, because all all action was split up into the different places, you know, on the far ends, Brownsville mm-hmm. and El Paso. You couldn't be further apart. Right. And so the answer is, and, and here's the other one. Here's the clincher. We have Laughlin Air Force Base right there in Del Rio, Texas. And if you didn't hear this yet, folks, our representative, again, another rhino establishment representative, he's the one that begged Biden to get, and I don't know how how much begging it was, but the bottom line is he acquired the permissions to get uh, transport out of Laughlin Air Force. This is a military installation. Not any, no, but none of you have access to that unless you're retired like myself and you're active duty. But no citizen can get on there, but now illegal aliens can, and they're being flown out. So what happens, Matt, is they, they, a thousand people come over, they get put on a bus, they're not COVID testing, they're not doing anything. Uh, they are processing for fingerprints, but then they take you over to uh, Laughlin and they fly, fly you to places like England, Louisiana. The representative of England, Louisiana, was on uh, uh, Tucker Carlson probably four or five days ago. I rate that nobody told him that. Well, he just has to go down the hallway and ask Representative Tony Gonzalez why he, he acquired that permission. So the answer is the epicenter is Del Rio because we, I think we were unprepared there because all focus was on the extreme ends in El Paso and Brownsville. Right. And also because we have Laughlin Air Force Base, which will transport anybody anywhere in the country. So now we're letting folks straight into uh, across the border and into the interior of the heartland of America. But I want to do just a quick note here. You mentioned Kenny County. Before that, we had had two symposium, uh, symposium, one in Del Rio and in Carrizo Springs, which is a very Democrat place. And the problems became, Matt, that all these asylum shelters were popping up and drawing away resources from local communities. Teachers are going to go teach at asylum shelters because it's more lucrative. You see, they pay more money. <laughs> so the community decided we're going to We've got to bring attention to this. So Del Rio popped up as the first rally we did. Carrizo was the other one. Kenny County, which is Miss Kelly Perry, did a fantastic also follow-on. And and so the answer here, or the point being here for your audience is, if you don't think that you can get the attention of Greg Abbott, Biden, or anybody, you need to try, folks. This is why we're on the Matt Long Show this morning. We need everybody to step out. If you hear there's a rally, you need to show up in forces. There's a meeting in Austin. You need to go. We are now fighting for our survival, Matt, and you know this. Yeah, it is, and it's so frustrating. And I was reading more articles this morning in preparation, and it's just, and I'm thinking, you know, I've got Mr. Rez coming onto my program, but this needs to be heard across the country. There's just no coverage of this. I want to bring up, you, you mentioned Abbott, and uh, so one of the things I learned when I was in uh, Brackettville uh, for that uh, May symposium was that, and, and it was hard to believe, was that the sheriffs and the, the DAs and the judges and, and, and the authorities down in the border area um, had been begging, 
begging Lieutenant, uh, begging the governor for help. Uh, they declared emergency, uh, declared states of emergency, and in, in which case the uh, there's the state emergency uh, department is supposed to kick right in and 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 see what they need, and the governor's supposed to be there to support. And they were just so mad you couldn't even. The way I described it is if you mentioned Abbott's name in May down there. The, the, a sheriff would like kind of turn his head and spit on the ground, and and then all of a sudden it was less than uh, two weeks after that uh, symposium when all of a sudden here is Abbott coming up with all these brilliant ideas that he made it sound like they were coming from him, but I had heard all those ideas two weeks before, and everything that Abbott was talking about doing is what the sheriffs were doing, but Abbott wouldn't help them do that. And, and, and I reported it that way. Did, did I get all that right, or did I miss something in there? No, you're, you're absolutely correct. And the only backstory, to the, the additional backstory to that is, like I said, it started in Del Rio with a guy named Raul Reyes and Frank Lopez because we could see the mess that was coming. And it, you know, it, it went to Carrizo and then Kenny County. And what happened, it started the juices flowing. We have two, uh, we have a lot of brave men and women, law enforcement, two in particular folks, uh, Brent Smith down in Kenny County, which you met. He's the attorney, county gen, uh, the, uh, the county attorney. Mm-hmm. And of course, his, the sheriff, which is Brad Cole, a really dear friend of mine. They were the reason, folks, that that Abbott goes to Del Rio. Remember, he went to Del Rio uh, now six weeks, maybe seven weeks ago, Matt. And the reason he goes is because all these rallies to include Kenny County with Miss Kelly Perry, which I think is going to be your guest tomorrow as well. Yes, sir. They they catapult to the the front that Kenny County is going to lead the way and start doing things that that the county sheriff is constitutionally by Texas and, and just U.S. Constitution is able to do. So Abbott had to counter that. So he shows up in Del Rio with all these, uh, all these talking points that says we're going to build a wall. Well, right now that looks like a fence, it's a, and it's and it's a chain link fence, and it's currently on the floor. Right. And then he said we're going to arrest everybody. And well, it turns out he's not arresting anybody. There's a video after video this this week, folks. Just go to Frank Lopez Jr. U.S. Border Patriot or my page, Lieutenant Colonel Douglas. We have video after video where DPS. By the way, we love DPS. Yes. These folks have been put in the middle. It's not their fault. They're just following orders, folks. But DPS is literally opening the gate and letting people in. They go to the NGOs where they are then processed, and then they're hauled off to Laughlin Air Force Base where they disappear into the interior. To this day, nobody knows where they're going. But that that visit Abbott made to Del Rio was, I, was a defensive posture on his part to get ahead of it. You see, now the, the bottom line is, Abbott really isn't doing anything other than trying to figure out how to not do battle with the federal government. And that's really what's happened here. I'll give you one real quick example. His executive order the last time around said that no state agency or institution is going to house or help with illegal alien children. Okay. Okay. But the second line to that, you know, because they go with the whereas and therefore in these executive orders, he says, therefore, but all federally contracted agencies we're not going to mess with. So if you go down to Carrizo, El Paso, Donna, Texas, Dilly, Texas, where they have asylum shelters for children, they are federally contracted. Those people are off the hook. So, so Abbott is playing political platitudes because he's not wanting to do battle against the federal government. You just have to look at Article 1 and Article 4 of the U.S. Constitution, the Texas Constitution. It allows the governor to tell 
Joe Biden to go pound sand and yes. we will defend the we will defend Texas. And that is not happening. It doesn't matter what you hear, folks. Uh, we, we, we have a weak governor right now who isn't really taking it to Biden or else arresting everybody means arresting anybody that's coming across the border, not opening the gates to begin with, Matt. That's yeah. for sure. And then taking them to the port of entry and saying, these are your people. Take them back. But that's not happening. And again, there's probably a legal reason why he doesn't want to do that or he's come up with. It just seems very purposeful that everybody seems to just uh, be human trafficking a whole lot of folks uh, from the border into the interior of America. They're going into red states, Matt. That's the critical part here for everybody to know. They've been to te- they're sending these folks to places like Tennessee, Florida, Louisiana, uh, and states that are on the brink from blue to red. And so this is purposeful. The, the, the Biden administration is at fault, but we currently do not have a Ron DeSantis at the state level as our governor. That's all there is to it. Uh, uh, Colonel Reyes, we need to take a short break, and uh, I'm hoping you can stick around with us for a few more minutes. And, um, we'll, folks, we'll be right back. Uh, stay tuned. By the way, this episode will be up on Spotify uh, by noontime today. And so if you have some friends that missed this, uh, what uh, Colonel Reyes is telling us, you'll be able to replay that this afternoon. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back with uh, uh, Raul Reyes. The Hill Country Patriot. I want your hi-fi mama. Won't you let me play it tonight? There we go, a little bit of ZZ Top from the uh, sad news yesterday. Um, but uh, here we are. We're on um, we're on the uh, phone with uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, retired uh, Raul Reyes. He is uh, Air Force uh, retired, uh, born uh, born and raised in Del Rio, or maybe at least raised in uh, Del Rio, and has been uh, watching and paying attention to border issues for quite some time now. And uh, ran for Congress, and I, I was reading that yesterday. You lost by seven votes, folks. When it's time, when when someone says, "Oh, I don't know, my vote doesn't count," um, Mr. Reyes, seven people's votes counted in that election, didn't they? They did, and uh, you know, we 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 did everything we could. We were the, I guess, we were the David and the uh, David Goliath. Uh, we went up against the establishment uh, almost a million and a half dollars to our measly – I say measly. It was well-earned money that people donated, so I don't mean it in a bad way. But the, our shorter version is we probably had about one hundred and fifty to 200000 But our message was out on par. You know, border security is key for District 23 or the southern part of Texas and jobs. You know, we lost all our manufacturing to China. You come home after 22 years serving the Air Force, uh, you can only go work in large cities because – uh, the smaller places like Uvalde, Hondo, uh, Eagle Pass, Del Rio, all the way out into Presidio, uh, you know, we don't have high-tech jobs. I'm, I'm a cyberspace security uh, Air Force officer by trade with a international affairs uh, background, which is why I've gotten involved with the border security of Texas and the United States. And so those are key items that we ran on. And uh, so the message is clear. It's, you know, we, we need to defend our borders. A nation without borders will cease to exist. And we need to start building stuff in this country or else uh, we're not going to be able to produce the steel we need for ships and armaments uh, in the in the event we ever have to defend this nation. Absolutely. So um, we're going to get to Abbott's orders from yesterday. But I want to go back a couple of years 
And uh, when Abbott, uh, during the last surge, and, and honestly, I can't tell you uh, what year it was. I'm embarrassed about that. But there was a surge, and uh, it was kind of the same situation. And Governor Abbott, we got all excited because Governor Abbott was going to send um, a DPS and as well as um, a Nash, a State Guard down there. And uh, then we found out that the State Guard had no power to do anything. Um, they, I'm not even sure if they were armed or not, um, but they had no power. They had no powers of arrest or no powers to do anything. And, and we just, and that was several years ago. Now, yesterday, the governor gave several sets of orders. One of them had to do with uh, sending the uh, National Guard down there. And in that order, it says they can actually help detain and arrest and uh, transport people uh, to, to uh, uh, detention facilities, I guess. And then the other one that came out yesterday, and I'm, I'm having a hard time with this one, uh, Mr. Reyes. It says that um, uh, no entity is allowed to transport uh, illegals once they are in the country uh, unless it's federal, state, or local. So if it's a government, they can, they can transport them. But, and, and so I'm thinking about all the people that get sent to the bus stations down there. Now, Greyhound bus or whatever the buses lines are these days, I don't know. I, I rode buses in the 70s, but it's been a while. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, is, does that mean that they're going to shut these bus stations down? Are all these people now going to be just coming in? Are, are they all going to be staying now in your communities is is that or trying to walk out is it, give us some idea about these two orders that came out yesterday yeah so and and that's key and this goes back to you know what is abbott really going to do because n- none of this he's not being direct but i'll read it real quick it says no person other than a federal state or local law enforcement official shall provide ground transportation and it goes on to exactly what you're saying i wanted to read that first part so that your audience understands that the we just turned a bunch of law enforcement good personnel into bus drivers because my sense matt is that they're not going to stop uh trafficking folks from mexico into the interior of the united states this order pretty much puts a stop to the civilian bus drivers but it doesn't say that law enforcement as long as they're driving that bus See, this goes back to Abbott doesn't want to do battle with the federal government. That's right. He's not going to stop the, the overall process. Now, for anybody who's listening to Raul Reyes right now, go, ah, he's a conspiracy. Everything so far has come true with that I've said because it's all platitudes and it's all sleight of hands, really. And I mentioned earlier the asylum shelters where they house children. We never closed those. He did the same thing in that executive order. He said no state level, and he went on and on and on. But if you are federally contracted, then we won't mess with you. And that's exactly what this is saying is, okay, we're not going to let the civilians bust, uh, uh, bust these folks around. But, but you know, we'll let law enforcement, whether it's uh, local, state, or federal, especially federal. So imagine, how do you get around what he just said? Then you just throw, what, a Border Patrol law enforcement on the bus, and you – or you uh, – you, uh, right. Uh, you, you you give it a what do you call that? Uh, they they take you that you put a you put a border patrol deputize you know, them. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then all of a sudden you've just gotten around this, and we still see uh, folks being uh, trafficked from Mexico to Laughlin and into the interior of the United States. So I'm look, I, I'm like everybody else. I'm praying that this has substance, but I'm just not seeing it right now. He gave them another out. It all sounds great. 
but it, there's no real teeth to this. Now, we'll see. I mean, we're, we're about to figure this out. Every time Abbott does this, the, you know, the watchdogs, the power watchers, that's us. Uh-huh. You know, we, we, we're tracking all this. So we'll know more here in about a week or two. But, look, he said he was going to arrest everybody. They opened one jail, I think, in Dilly. With, which has, I don't know, 100 bed spaces. But if you look at our videos, there's 450 people to 1,000 people coming over daily in the morning and in the afternoon. We're at a million people in six months, and those are people that are not the gotaways. And if you do the numbers, we're talking another 7 million maybe that got away based on Border Patrol numbers. So we're letting a lot of folks in because we, we in Texas refuse to put our foot down and tell Joe Biden to go pound sand. That's what's happening here. Uh, it is. It is so frustrating. We've just, uh, it, you know, I talk about this a lot of on my program. We we have just really lost track over probably the last uh, seventy to hundred years of the of the sovereignty of the state, and and uh, we've got to get back Texas sovereignty, and every state needs to understand their sovereignty. So, listen, we just have a couple of minutes left. I do want to talk about this rally. Now, I was visiting with some folks last night, and they wanted to know what they could do, and it was about another issue. And um, and I said, I said, well, the rallies make a difference. Now, you, you when we go to the Capitol um, and have a rally at the Capitol, and uh, the opposition has a rally at the Capitol, they will have 2,000 people there. We have 200 people there. I, this rally in in Hondo this weekend, and then the Pleasanton the following Sunday. I if we had listen, if if ten thousand people show, I'm I'm going to bring that down. If a thousand people showed up, that would be phenomenal, um, and and would just show support. And it's so close to my listeners in the Hill Country, folks. You guys have no excuse to get down to Hondo this Saturday. Everybody that's listening to this terrestrial signal. You are within, at the most, you're an hour and a half away from Hondo. And uh, many of you are less than an hour. Um, tell us about this rally, where it is, who's going to be there, et cetera, et cetera. Mr. Reyes, please. Yeah, so the, the South Texas maze, you know, it's a corn maze, and that's, we're going to be at, the, at the, the dance barn at the South Texas maze. If you just Google that. Or just put Hondo or even Herman's Sons, which is a restaurant right next to it. Those it's a pretty popular area. Come on down to Hondo, Texas. We're going to be there early. Uh, we'll have coffee and free donuts at 9 o'clock in the morning. We're going to go to 11, probably 12, just depends on the speakers. But we're going to have some great speakers, myself, Frank Lopez. Uh, we're going to have Representative Slayton there. I'm thinking, I'm hearing, um, he hasn't fully confirmed that maybe we might even have Sid Miller out there. The attorney general was invited. He's going to try to send somebody there to give a you know, state of what's happening with them as well on the legal side. So, and then, of course, a few other folks, um, Brent Smith, he's the attorney from Kenny County. I've asked mm-hmm. him to give us an update because he's leading the way. So, and a few other folks that are, you know, they're, they're going to be a part of just uh, a slew of speakers. Look, these are important, and this is what I said earlier. If you don't think these make a difference, they do. Yes. Greg Abbott went to Del Rio because two guys from Del Rio, Texas, just decided that we'd had enough. And uh, we are we are a largely Hispanic population down there. And, and so we've been making a lot of noise for all Americans, all Texans, because it, it, it's endangering ranchers, farmers. I mean, the, the people in the barrios, everybody is in trouble here. 
I drive from San Antonio or Castroville is where I'm at, mm-hmm. all the way to San Angeles, a three-hour daily because we do construction work up there. So I know Kerrville and, and, and Fredericksburg and that whole area where your listeners are, they can get down quickly to Hondo, Texas, drop down on 16 and get on down there, uh, come have a good meal afterward in our local restaurants. But come on down. We need as many people so that Greg Abbott understands that we're not going to sit back idle. We're going to pressure them as much as we possibly can. Folks, and I'll make this one more statement here on sovereignty. Greg Abbott is going to go down as a hero if he can turn this boat around, or he's going to be the guy that abdicated governors, state sovereignty to the federal government. We are the, and I'm doing this thing with my fingers, quote, unquote, we are these United States. We are not the federal states of America. That's right. When something like this happens, if our governor doesn't take a stand and tell the government of the federal government that we got this, then guess what? They'll have this, and now we're just getting overrun and invaded by legal aliens. So come on down to the rally, Hondo, Texas, South Texas Maze, at the barn. You can't miss it. It's a big red barn. We hold dances there on Fridays and Saturday nights. And uh, come meet us at 9 o'clock in the morning. It'll be nice and cool. You can still get back to Fredericksburg and Kerrville and do your sightseeing there or in Hondo. We welcome everybody. Absolutely. And before I let you go, a simple question to answer. Did you invite Governor Abbott to this, and um, did you get any response from him? Uh, we reached out to Governor Abbott, Sid Miller, and all those folks because we want them to – and um, now it fell on deaf ears, I guess. So mm. I don't know that they heard our message or that we ever got a response. So um, they don't want to show up to our rallies. We, 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 it would turn into a press conference that they can't control and uh, um, anything anything Abbott can't control I believe he's not going to go to all right uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Rez thank you so much for coming on to the program today and I uh, look forward I'll see you Saturday morning and we'll have a donut and um, thank you again and uh, we're gonna we're gonna stay on top of this and uh, boy trying to fight this and CRT and the COVID and boy our hands are full these days but at least we know we have uh, Mr. Reyes down on the border keeping an eye for us. Thank you, sir. Thank you. God bless everybody, okay? All right. All right, folks, we're going to be right back, and uh, y'all stay tuned. All right, we are back. Thank you for staying tuned. A very important um, visit with uh, Mr. Reyes. Listen, I'm going to talk about these attending rallies again. Um, it just, that has been one of my biggest frustrations in the last six or eight years in fighting, uh, in, in going to Austin. And uh, the, and, and I've mentioned it over and over, we there's so many people who come up to me and say, Matt, boy, I really appreciate you, uh, what you're doing. And, um, there we go. Um, I really appreciate what you're doing and, uh, man, keep up the good work and, 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 and what can I do to help? And I'll say, you can get in your car next Tuesday and drive over to Austin with me. And, um, you know, some people say, well, I, I work uh, Monday through Friday and I nine to five and I go, okay, all right, that's fine. I've got no problem with that, and uh, I understand that. But then the excuses go beyond that, um, and it, they get to the point where uh, I feel like that people want to be informed, 
They want to hear what's going on. They want to feel like they're in the know. All right, and uh, they want to have someone to uh, talk with, to show their outrage to, or what have you, and 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 then that that's it. They, they're are on our side, and I say the right side, and I mean that uh, on the right hand as well as in the correct side. On the conservative side, we have a long history of just of just being quiet, being nice. And and being, for for lack of a better word, being the salt and the light, and and I understand that concept, and I agree with it a hundred percent. And yet there are, is a time when you need to stand up, and you may think that just being one more body at a rally does not make a difference. All right, or seven more bodies at a rally does not make a difference. Well, you just heard Mr. Reyes. He lost his his election for Congress to a rhino by seven votes. And I looked at the numbers on that race yesterday, and less than twenty uh, percent. Uh, in fact, it was even less than that. Less than twenty percent of the people who re- uh, voted in the primary voted in the runoff. Uh, the guy who got number one in the primary. His numbers rose a little bit in the runoff, and uh, Mr. Reyes's numbers rose a lot in the runoff, but he still came up seven votes short. Folks, when the and, and what does that have to do with rallies? Because numbers matter. Numbers matter when you vote, and numbers matter when it comes to rallies and get-togethers. And so this isn't about, you may say to yourself, well, I know everything going on at the border. I don't need to go stand somewhere on Saturday in Hondo and listen to all these speakers. I know everything they're going to say. It's a mess down there. Folks, It's what happens on our side is that 200 people show up to everything. And, and you may start to think I'm making up this number, all right? But I'm not. I'm not. We have rallies at the Capitol to protect unborn babies, right? And, and you would think, and I talk to people all the time, all the time, about about uh, uh, the sanctity of life, and and so many, so many good Texas people want to protect that baby from uh, from fertilization to natural death, and and so, and yet we can't get anybody to come up to a rally to show support for that. These guys look out the window at the Capitol and they see two hundred of us. Right, and uh, they look out the other window or on another day because we're we're pretty careful about not holding counter rallies or rallies at the same time as uh, the opponents. That's just too, that's too sketchy. I don't like counter rallies. Um, it's just it's too much of a setup. Um, and so we have our rallies, and those guys look out the window and they see two hundred, and then the left shows up and they have their rallies. And you can hear them inside the building because there's 2,000 of them. Um, during the special session where Wendy Davis was, um, uh, those were the three special sessions a few years back where Wendy Davis uh, earned her uh, whatever, her 15 minutes of fame uh, by, by standing up to the Texas legislature and uh, continuing to, to stop the process. And... Uh, and and so I'm at that rally. There's a couple of hundred of us. It's when I actually one of the first times I met Pastor Greg Young, 
And we're at that rally, and outside of the fence, because they had been told this is a pro-life rally, y'all need to stay outside of the fence. So they were on 11th Street, and there were hundreds of them. There were five or six of them for every one of us. And so I started watching as this group started moving towards our group. It made us nervous. Of course it did. And, um, and, and I would understand why you would think, well, this is going to be a problem, right? And so a number of our people kind of, uh, you know, snuck out the side doors, so to speak. And um, there was a handful of men, there were about eight or ten of us, that formed a chain across the sidewalk, and we held hands. And as that group approached us and came right into us, we, we weren't going to try to physically push them back or hold them back, but we wanted to show a unity that you should really stop here at this where we've got all our hands locked. And so they did. They stopped for a minute, but then they kind of pushed on through. We didn't put up a fight. We, uh, we dropped our arms. Listen, physical altercations are not going to solve this problem. Uh, we let them through. We all kind of uh, melded in together, and uh, but the point of all of this is that we were outnumbered four or five to one. That happens every single time, and and we say, look, Saturday there's going to be a border rally down in Hondo. You know, if a thousand people, if ten thousand people showed up down there on Saturday in Hondo, first of all, it would make the national news because we would lock up the city of Hondo, right? I, I mean, it just would. It would send a message to the governor that we're serious about this. But if we have the same little 200, and, and again, I'm not making up this number. It's what it actually is. The same 200 people show up at this rally in Hondo. How much attention is the governor going to pay to that? Well, nothing. It, it won't even get any coverage. He won't even know about it. But if 1,000, if 2,000, if 5,000 showed up down there, I got an idea. All you guys that drove in the Trump trains that are listening out there, you Trump train people, train yourself down to Hondo this weekend. I'm serious. I want to see a train of vehicles going into Hondo this Saturday, Saturday morning. I would love nothing more than to get stuck on traffic, stuck in traffic on Highway 16 between Kerrville and Hondo, I, I would love to get stuck in traffic because so many people are headed that way on Saturday. I, I, I'm going to predict that, you know, I, pessimist, optimist, or, real, or re, realist, I, I expect more out of Texans, but I'm so disappointed every time. I want to see the Trump train I want to see all your people. And by the way, leave your Trump flags at home. Put a Texas flag or an American flag on your truck and head down to Hondo on Saturday. Jam every highway going into Hondo with people going to this rally. So leave early. Leave early. But I want, we need to pack Hondo on Saturday. Because when I come back Monday, I'm going to talk to you about it. And um, we're going to have a serious, we're going to have a come-to-Jesus uh, visit on Monday morning if it's the same 200 people that show up at Hondo. I know a lot of you, I know where you live, too. So I, I want to see you in Hondo Saturday. No excuses. 
Don't tell me your grandkids are in town. Bring your grandkids. Don't tell me your friends from Wisconsin are down visiting. Bring your friends from Wisconsin. Bring your people down. In fact, if you have out-of-state visitors, this is perfect opportunity for them to see what is actually happening on the border, for them to hear from eyewitnesses the news that they are not getting from any source anywhere in this country, including Fox News. They're not even telling the full story, folks. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.